Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoopjack Podcast Series. I am your host, Chris Robinson, and it is just going to be me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And this is it. This is the this is the granddaddy of them all. The national championship tonight, big game. UN number eight UNC plays number one Kansas for the national title tonight. Kansas is picked to be the favorite. They're at a minus four for the spread, and the over under tonight is one fifty one and a half. I think about this, Kansas, if they're playing hot defensively, they're getting the block shots, they're getting the steals, they're applying pressure where they need to to not allow UNC to shoot from deep, then Kansas has this game no matter what. However, like I said, but if UNC manages to keep getting the shots up, get those offensive rebounds, and get you know apply the pressure as well, they've been doing well, they've been closing it down late. I can see an upset where UNC takes down Kansas to win another national title to bring back the Chapel Hill. Now, some of the other boosts that you need to look at tonight, uh, courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook, they have the Super Boost. North Carolina to cover, plus 7.5, and a, a 150-plus total points scored in tonight's game. This is going to be close because the over-under is 151.5. So they're kind of wedging it by, a, by two points. Uh, so, and giving North Carolina plus seven and a half versus the plus four that it already is, which is interesting. However, I do feel that it's going to come down to the wire. I did take advantage of that bet. Uh, I did predict the score tonight. I picked Kansas to win 78 to 73, giving it a five point spread, still cover, and plus to get over 150 points. If that does happen to win tonight, I'll be really impressed. But uh, good luck to both teams tonight. Good luck to the Tar Heels. Good luck to the Jayhawks. Looking forward to seeing who comes away with the national title. And we'll keep you guys updated within the app, you know, kind of seeing what takes there and what doesn't take. I'm going to be checking to see if my, my legs hit or not. Uh, moving along towards the end, you know, or towards the NBA, we're down to the last week, you know. It's come down to this. Who's in? Who's not? Who's going to make it? Who's stuck in the playing tournament? And as of right now, six uh, six of the ten teams have already qualified in the East. Whether, whether they're in the... Actually, all ten have qualified for the playoffs. The five seeds are playing, still playing to see if they receive that you know they don't have to play in the play-in tournament as of right now chicago is at five toronto's at six cleveland's at seven atlanta's at eight they've all made the playoffs but they're fighting to see who has to play in, be in the play-in tournament and who does not moving and moving along to the west only s i would say eight Eight teams really have qualified for the playoffs. Uh, Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State, Dallas, Denver, Utah, Minnesota, and the Clippers have all qualified. Now Minnesota and the Clippers are pretty much in the play. Unless Utah kind of bombs it, Minnesota and the Clippers are a play-in tournament team. The last two spots, the 9 and the 10, which 9 is the Pelicans, 10 is the Spurs. And the Lakers are still fighting, but... Two games back with, I believe, not much to go into the regular season. 
we have, let me see, let me count the days. We have one, two, three, four, five, we have six days. Six days for them to try, try to give them a chance. Try to see if they can make it. I don't see it happening, and here's why. You just need to take this season as a loss. There's no point in trying to get to do the play-in tournament when you can't even beat the Pelicans, you can't even beat the Clippers, you can't even beat any of the other teams in the West, so there's no point in even trying. You might as well just scratch the season, let it go, give it to the Spurs and the Pelicans. There's no point. And even if you do make win the play-in tournament, what then? You're going to end up playing probably either Phoenix or Memphis, and you're going to be out in either four straight or you're going to go four to one. They'll give you a game just because to make it interesting. But you're not winning that first round. It ain't even going to be close. Uh, some interesting. So the, the MVP race is still up for grabs. In my personal opinion, I do believe that uh, Embiid probably deserves it. He did come out with a quote today um, for if he doesn't win. He said, quote, I don't know what I have to do. I'll feel, I feel like they hate me on the voters if he doesn't win MVP. I mean, is that the case, though? I feel he is overwhelmingly deserving of this title. He's over, He's done his job. He's brought Philly back up I mean, over the last few years, and he's given numbers that are close, but he's been doing well with the numbers. I think you got to get at least give him a higher, at least number two right there with Jokic, but Jokic doesn't need another MVP. Give it to Embiid. At least spread the wealth. Jokic has not has been given good numbers, but the last time he gave him MVP, he couldn't perform in the playoffs. At least this Philly team could give you a chance. I don't know. Time will tell, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, we're gonna take a. I know this is quick, guys, but we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have our one-on-one Hooper profile with University of New Orleans. Men's basketball. One second, hold on. Sorry, I'm messing up right now, guys. But make sure to keep tuning in to all of our episodes. Make sure to check out our merch line as well. But we'll be right back with our one-on-one Hooper profile with New University of New Orleans men's basketball star Derek St. Hilaire. So stay tuned. And welcome back to the Hoop Jack Podcast series, guys. And today for our one-on-one Hooper profile, we have a very special guest. From the University of New Orleans, we have Mr. Derek St. Hilaire. Derek, it's great to have you on the show. It's great to be on here. So um, I know you've had a fun, had a very exciting weekend be, make, playing in the hometown three-on-three U tournament in New Orleans, uh, representing the Big 12 and Southland team, Southwest Soldiers. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So um, talk to me about that tournament because I – I don't. I haven't heard much about it in previous years, but I hear it's very. You know, it's a three-on-three tournament. Very fun. It gets you know the athletes. You know, a little bit of money when they win a round or a few. Um, but how was that experience for you being a part of a tournament, specifically in New Orleans? Uh, no, it's real cool. You know, <clears throat> being able to to play with and against some of the top seniors across the country. You know, a lot of guys I didn't get to play this year, you know, actually some that I I never even knew until this weekend, but competing has been fun. Um, it's, it's, I'm glad it's down here in New Orleans. You know, they got me out in the hotel, but I've been staying in my apartments, you know, going back and forth a little bit, but no, it's been fun. And it's, 
I'm just glad to see everybody enjoying the city, enjoying New Orleans, the city that I love so much. And uh, I wish it, I wish it, it couldn't stop. I wish it could keep going. But yeah, today's the last day. But I had a great time. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and that's good that you. It was kind of local. Like you didn't have to travel a whole lot, but you still had. Yeah. I mean, the opportunity to keep playing basketball after the tournament and keep and win some money at that. I, and I believe every round was like a thousand dollars that you could earn. Yeah, yeah, it was a thousand, and then like. Uh, the next round was like five, and then the next ten, and then the last one was like fifty or something like that. I don't know exactly. Right, so it's a good opportunity for y'all to try to earn some money, you know. Yeah. In the long run, um, but you actually started. Uh, you grew up in Atlanta, correct? Kind of yeah. Georgia area. Were you kind of really involved in sports at a young age, or were you kind of looking at sports later on and trying to figure everything out? No, nah, actually, I've been playing basketball, organized basketball since fourth grade. So that's what I've been doing my whole life. I've just been under the radar for most of it until so really this last season. It's kind of my breakout season and people got to know who I was. But no, I've, I've been playing basketball for a pretty long time now. Did you feel kind of when you started, you know, that it was the right fit for you? Kind of everything meshed together like you were one with the one with the rock in a sense? Yeah, it kind of – it was just like – I don't even know if I was really good when I was younger, but I just used to have so much fun playing it. I would play all day, and, like, I could – I used to score so much. I used to not be able to shoot, so I'd get a lot of layups in. So it was just fun. So that's really why I played it so much. And playing basketball at Dakula High School in Georgia, how was the competition like playing at Dakula? Uh, it was good. We got to – you know, the, our county, it was, it was good basketball. We had guys like Josh Okoji. He's with um the Minnesota right now. We had guys like Al Durham that he was on Providence, uh Providence this year. Uh Jordan Gowire that went to Duke and Oklahoma. Guys like Rayshon Hammonds that went to Norcross and you know went to uh, UGA. Um Lou Wills from that same county, obviously a long time before me, but it, it was good competition. And uh, I played with a guy named Kavon Tucker. He's I think he's. Uh, I think he got all-time leading score for um, our school while we were there. We we're the same class, and uh, he was ended up being third all-time in the county behind Lou Will. So you can just see the kind of company company he's in. Right, and you and you playing along with a lot of that company, it helped your game in the process, kind of playing off of each other in a sense. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it got me. It got me to see how you know someone that was highly ranked in throughout high school and, and in the country and receiving a lot of notification for, for basketball play. And it was cool. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. And you've had an interesting college path. You started out at Gordon State Community College for uh, for a year or two years? Uh, I was there I was there two years, but I only played one. I broke my foot after my first year, so mm-hmm. I sat the whole entire second year. And then after Gordon State, you went to Jacksonville State? Yeah, I went to Jacksonville State for two years. And how was that experience for you playing at Jack Jacksonville State? Uh, it was, it was a transition. You know, I had to. It was my first time being Division One basketball. I was just coming off my uh, broken foot injury, so it was it was an adjustment. It took me a while to to really feel comfortable and get going. But you know, that was just a learning curve for me, and it allowed me to be who I am at New Orleans. And then after Jacksonville State, you're 
spending you spent your grad years at New Orleans, or was it kind of your senior year? Uh, it was. Year? I was really a senior, so basically, when I was a junior at uh, at uh, Jacksonville, I made sure I graduated so that I could go D one because you know some of the rules they didn't have like have some of the rules to where like you could transfer and still play. So I wanted to make sure I could be able to play. So I went ahead and graduated. So then when I came here, I was I was a senior, but it was like a grad just because I had graduated. Right. Yeah. And you didn't want to kind of anything happen as far as credits and everything like that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I believe it was during your time at Jacksonville State and then leading up to your time at New Orleans, kind of the pandemic hit. And it yeah. Hit. So I know that had to have been hard, especially with wanting to keep playing in that process, but then having to be at home doing online school, not being able to do like a normal routine. How did you manage to stay active, stay, you know, healthy enough to where you can come back on the court? Uh, you know, for a while I couldn't do anything. They closed all the gyms, parks, everything. So all I had was a basketball and I was staying with one of my friends. So all I could do is dribble on the, dribble on the driveway, you know, run outside. I had literally couldn't shoot nowhere. So I did that for a while and, it was all right, and I started to get back outside a little bit because uh, uh, someone that used to be a coach back when I was growing up, he has like a court in his backyard, so we would all go play over there. So I was outside for a while playing in the backyard like like I was a kid again. It, it was it was cool. Like, you know, COVID, obviously, the the um, it, it caused a lot of problems, but it also reset a lot of our lives. And, made us just appreciate you know the small things so it was a blessing in disguise for some of us and you know some of us it, it was it was really bad right we were still trying to recover from it it got us focused on our health but like you said there was a kind of a shining moment like you got to spend time with family you know right. that you haven't probably been around that a lot of people haven't had the opportunity to be around and you know brought us a little closer in a sense yeah um and then Playing in New Orleans, you're, you're kind of finishing out your time there with your grad years. And then I did see that you participated in the slam dunk contest. Yeah. Uh, supporting the jersey, Laze Le Bon Ton Roulet, representing <laughs> New Orleans, which I believe uh, translates to Let the Good Times Roll. Yes. Um, so, what was it kind of, what was that feeling like participating in the slam dunk contest? Uh, it was fun. I was actually supposed to do it last year, but um, they told me if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to come back to school. So I was like, no, nah, I definitely got to come back. But uh, no, nah, I had a good time. Obviously, I wish I could have won, but man, just the energy in there was was insane. Like, I'm just glad that I was even a part of it. Like, I just I had a great time. Absolutely. It's always fun to kind of show up and show out. Right. Know, do the talents. Um, and then while playing at school, you know, a lot of people have been taking advantage of the NIL, trying to monetize their name, likeness, and creating their own brand. I see you have kind of two, unless I'm missing a few. I see your work with Pro Baller Tees. Yeah. And I just came to hoop. Yep. Um, you want to tell me a little bit about each? So uh, Pro Baller Tees, that's like me just – uh, fans or, you know, family, friends, whoever can get shirts with me on them, different graphics and stuff, some cool graphics, stuff like that. And then I just came to Hoop is a, a brand my uh, friend Damien started. Uh, I'm a co-ambassador on that brand, too, so that's why I also push it. But, you know, just for, for people who like to play basketball, we have I just came to Hoop uh, tees, sweaters, 
long sleeves, stuff like that. And for fans, we have I just came to watch. And it's, it's been going good. We had a couple pop-up shops. People have been out showing love. You know, little kids love it because little kids like to play basketball or whatever it is, you know. And hoop is considered a basketball term, but you can use it in some other sports too. So that's that's just what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good to kind of branch out to create your brand, but also help out with others. Like you said, your ambassadorship with I Just Came to Hoop. Yeah. So it's good to help out when you can. Are there any plans to keep playing after your time after because you're graduating in the spring, right? Uh, summer. Summer. So, are there any plans for the future? Continuing to play, everything like anything like that. Yeah. Um, coming up soon, I'm gonna declare for the draft, hire an agent, and then go through that whole entire process. Whether I end up overseas, G League, wherever it is, I'll, I'll definitely be hooping again next year, next season. I wish you the best of luck, man. I appreciate it. The dreams, the dreams always there, no matter where you go. Exactly. And uh, my last question to you is what advice would you give to the next generation of high school players wanting to play at the college level? Just keep working. Don't focus on anyone others, anyone else's path. Everyone's is different. Just keep working and stay focused. And one day, one day your day will come. Absolutely, man. Uh, Well, thank you, Derek, for taking the time to come on the show. I wish you the best of luck moving forward with the with the draft and graduating and can't wait to see big things in your career, my man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on here. No problem, man. We'll be right back with more Hoop Jack, guys. So stay tuned. And we're back, guys. So I want to thank Derek for taking the time to come on the show. And guys, make sure to check out the brands that he has been working with as part of, you know, trying to give back with I just came to hoop.com as well as with Pro Baller Tees. Make sure to support his merch line. Make sure to keep showing him some love. All right, and then we are here at our and we've gone over our fan our FanDuel pickums. Uh but kind of heading into the future with tomorrow and we'll kind of go over with an Instagram story tomorrow. We have a couple games this week in the NBA still fighting for playoff spots. Um Some of the interesting ones that I do see. I'm going to take Philly with the spread, minus 12.5. I'm going to take Brooklyn, minus 17.5. I'm going to take Minnesota, minus 11.5. And I would take Memphis to win outright. Because they're not there, the underdog against Utah, which is surprising. But I'm going to take them. And... I will take, also, if we're doing the whole line, I would give minus 8.5 for the Cavs. I'll do a minus 4 for the Raptors. Minus 5.5 for the Heat. I'll give Portland the money line. I would give Milwaukee the money line. And I would go Denver money line and pelicans over the kings minus eight and a half which would come out with a plus one one twenty three two one one hundred twenty three thousand two hundred fifty two and for instance if you put a dollar it's over a thousand bucks but if it were up to me i'd probably put in a dime or a nickel so that's kind of my picks for now uh and kind of going in with our um 
boosted bit talking about our merch line our brands our sponsors or brands that we're affiliated with we're a part of boosted biz which gives athletes and even presenters the opportunity to send out their merch so you can always check out the link on our instagram page our links are, are everywhere you can even head out over to boosted biz check it out show some love show the show some hoop jack love and everything like that also we have an affiliation with kenichi bear they make great headset whether you're listening to music or whether you're playing playing on the sticks playing video games whether you have a playstation or an xbox great usb mic big great noise canceling headphones can't wait to get a pair myself uh shout out to kenichi bear you guys do great work and shout out to boosted biz um and my mindful moment i think with these times that we're going through you know people kind of struggling to make ends meet I think you always need to see the light at the end of the tunnel make sure that you're not overstressing it make sure you're not overthinking everything and make sure that you're not putting so much pressure on yourself because I've felt that way a few times and it's hard you know you want to make sure that everything's okay in your corner before you kind of keep moving and having you know moved and finding how much everything is and trying to money manage. I'm working. I'm trying. And I just feel stressed a lot and kind of take it out on myself, take it out on others when I don't need to. I think make sure that you know that even if you're not making all the money in the world, that what you're doing for work means a lot to you. That's your passion. That's what you love. And that way you're not kind of just running the mill for like 20 years doing a job you hate. I think that's what we need to kind of process is find the joy in what you work in, even if it's not kind of the most appreciated job or the most lovable, like, money-making job, but it's you feel fulfilled in what you do. Uh, so that's pretty much my mindful moment, guys. Again, make sure to tune into the national title tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Kansas, UNC. I'm rooting for my parlays to hit. <laughs> It's going to be a good game, guys. I know it's going to be a good game. Uh, continue tuning into the show. I know this was a quick episode. We're trying to, you know, broaden, keep keep going. By the summertime, we will have looked at everything that we need to do, everything to improve, and try to put more volume out there, put more out there so that you guys can be involved, you guys can show the love, you guys can show the support. I appreciate everybody tuning in. I appreciate everybody listening. Again, make sure to head out, check out Derek and his career. I can't wait to see what he does, my man. I wish you the best of luck. And remember, don't be a bystander. Be a hooper and keep balling. Peace.